tonight on another exciting adventure in binge-watching. Dave serenades the audience. The angst movie gives all of us anxiety. And one of us hates Taxi Driver. Tonight on Binge Watchers. Remember uh, like all the lyrics to something right now. Uh, Dave's going to sing for you. Jesus Christ. Now that uh, you put me on the spot. Is that the first That's lyric? Cool. Is that like the bridge to the chorus? Yeah, what's the... <laughs> Boys and girls from everywhere, everybody likes a good scare. That something, something we're not mean in this town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 In this town. Okay, now I'm gonna stop now. That was amazing. That was incredible. I loved it. It better uh, be incredible because if it's opening the episode, we got to make sure they play after the theme music. I say binge Dave's music now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, buy his album that has the same song 88 times. It's apparently a cover of the Nightmare uh, uh, Before Christmas song. (laughs) That's actually, actually, did did anybody watch The State on MTV? There was a long time ago. Oh, dude, their Sea Monkey sketch is unreal. The Sea Monkey sketch, what? I love it, is what I'm saying. That's how good it is. But I was thinking of they, they they did a commercial for one of those um like they used to have the compilation CDs but it was only uh, sm- uh sitting on the dock of the bay so they just sing that song <laughs> over and over because that was the only song on the CD. But like ninety <laughs> times, right? Yeah, it's on there yes. like like several times. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the binge watchers podcast. Checkity check, Nick. Throw out your mic. Yo, yo, Nicky Late's in the house. Adam, do your mic, please. Check, check. One, two, three. I'm inside a Prius, baby. All right, cool. <laughs> run. Try not to bang into the windows or the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, do your do your sound off. Uh, check, baby. Check, baby. One, two, three. Nice. Oh, dude. Everybody man, has I sound sound children. Yeah, Rum Shaker. I love that. <laughs> I actually heard that the other day. <laughs> it's a damn good song and a music video. Let's watch. Let's review that one week. Can you sing <laughs> that? Because I don't know. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> Rum Shaker. Yeah. What? How does that go? Oh, it's uh, check- Dave. You're the one who sang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave's an old school karaoke. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's Dave. a he's a dangerous dude. He's out there doing yeah, the karaoke Dave's like every Friday. Yeah, he's the singer of the group. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave. That thing ahead. is, is I have sang on stage. That's kind of weird. You know, sometimes kinda at three like o'clock, it. you see on the public access that you can get his greatest hits. It has like eighty-eight songs. They're all titled "Dangerous LP One," but there's eighty-eight <laughs> cuts of it. Ooh. It's the same what? song re- redubbed yeah. eighty-eight times. <laughs> I like it. And that's all it is. He just chuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over. Oh. Platinum record, 1993. <laughs> okay. Um, Chuckling. What? Dave. Yeah. Did you say cuckold, Dave? So you said? Oh, I, I did not. I did not say oh. that. 
I mean, we did a mic check, but it sounded like you said yeah. cuddled. <laughs> no, no. Chuckling. Chuckling. Like Chuckles. Oh. Chuckles the day. That might have been a horror movie. Oh, no, it was Giggles, right? Giggles. Yeah, Giggles, where that Giggles. guy giggled and killed people, right? Okay. Was he a doc- oh, Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles, that's it. Yeah. That's a movie. And he played that's the villain in Darkman, right? Same dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Larry Drake or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Man. He's a good actor. Rest in peace. <laughs> Where peace is. It's what? Nothing. I was just trying to reference another movie real quick, but it uh, didn't quite. It didn't really land correctly. Uh, let's see. All right. So let's see what's new. Well, we're kind of like movie prophets. Last week or a couple weeks ago, I don't know, a few episodes ago maybe, we were talking about the Knight Rider franchise. And then, bam, James Wan, the horror movie guy who's done like all those um, – what are those movies like The Nun and The Evil Doll? The Conjuring movies? Yeah, The Conjuring Saw. movies. Yeah, he's done all that crap. Yeah. So He even did, he even did Aquaman. Oh, yeah, that's right. He just did Aquaman. That's funny. Fast and Furious? Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. James, well, James, James Wan is a... Very a, talented. Yeah, he's a talented hot ticket right now, and he's going to do yeah. a new Knight Rider movie. Um, well, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, he got my uh, attention. Stopped my scroll on my phone the other day. I'm ready for it. I would love that. Who's going to be the the David Hasselhoff character? Uh, there's no details it? yet, but it's a total vamp over, you know? Like, there will be yeah. a new Michael Knight, there will be a new Kit, et cetera, et cetera. It's uh, either, I bet you it's going to be either somebody like Ryan Reynolds or like a Liam Hensworth, or uh, not Liam Hensworth, uh, Chris Hensworth. It's going to be somebody of that caliber. I don't know. Hemsworth, the other Hemsworth, the Chris, he has too many franchises already. I don't think he's going to get another one. Yeah. He's kind of busy. Um, Nikki Late, you got some news? I do, guys. Let me tell you. Okay, so you guys might remember this movie from 1987 called Dirty Dancing. As far as I know, from what I hear, Jennifer Grey has signed on to do the next one. So there's no director. There's no other cast members besides Jennifer Grey, but we're going to get a Dirty Dancing, too. Did you guys like the original? Well, official number two, because they did Dirty Dancing Havana. Right. Yeah, but but here's the thing about Jennifer Grace. Here's the thing. I got some. I got some beef with this, Nick. Do you want to know why? Yeah, yeah. Because because Jennifer Grey literally waited for Patrick Swayze to die to sign off on a movie like this. (laughs) Because they had such a rivalry. They hated working together. She she like loathed Patrick Swayze and thought he was like machismo. Worst. You know, very disrespectful. Blah blah blah, etc. Didn't recognize his talent, etc. etc. There's a good documentary on Netflix, like how the movies got made or whatever it is, like by those. Same people yeah. that do the toy company documentaries. Um, yeah. And it's pretty that interesting. Was, that was a great documentary on Dirty Dancing. Let me yeah. tell you, it makes you go like, wow, that, that movie had some harsh production. <laughs> that was pretty what? hard. Yeah. Oh, watch the documentary. Yeah. I'll have to check it because I, I didn't like the other episodes in the series that I saw from that. The Dirty I mean, Dancing one is Dirty Dancing really is probably the best one, actually. Yeah. Okay, and I like the whole, they don't have to jump to that one. Yeah. See, that's the one I didn't like. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't. Like, it just felt like very... I, I didn't care for the style. The most the disappointing one was the Ghostbusters one. Oh, yeah. Of the episode entries in that docuseries, anyway. Um, uh, maybe I watched the bad ones. I'll have to get back into it. <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. You got some dangerous news updates for us? Yeah, Disney's going to piss off more theater owners uh, because they've just decided to release their big... Hope, uh, big movie Milan direct to Disney Plus, but you don't get it if you just have Disney Plus. You got to pay an additional thirty bucks to rent it, and then you get to keep it on your Disney Plus forever. 
So yeah, it's like Disney Plus some Premium. Some people are happy. Yeah. What's that? It's like Disney Plus Plus. Pretty much. Like, okay, so you have to have Disney Plus, and then you have to pay 30 bucks. And some people are kind of pissed off because, um, you know, some of the stuff like the Trolls movie and uh, some of these others, King of Staten Island, that went direct to what they're calling premium SVOD or whatever. Theater at uh, home or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've charged like 20 bucks, and Disney wants to bump it up to 30 and for a service Dude, you already have. But that sounds about right, because remember, they added the Vault DVD like VHSs that were like 35 bucks, 40 bucks when they're little oh, gold yeah. sleeves? I, I guess it just seems, I don't know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Hmm. It just seems like kind of, I understand they want to make their money back, but it just seems like to pay on top of a service you already have versus i don't know we'll see how that pans out i mean it's it, the the price tag is the biggest part of it i mean because nobody's charged that much for it, one of it seems guys. too much for one movie to be honest with you 30 bucks they're assuming yeah. like armies of children in a, in a you know somebody's house well i think they're baby. going average family of four right the family market is a family of four standard right so nuclear family as they say and that's about 80 percent of their market probably and they're thinking like it would be at least 50, 60 bucks for those four people to go to an actual theater plus concessions. This way, they're at home. and but, they, but it might be kind of greedy to charge you the same amount if you walk through a theater door, I don't know, to pay the family to sit there on their couch. But they're assuming that there's like four or five people in the room watching the movie, right? So Yeah, I mean, this, this is going to be the big tester because everything else has come out so far. Like, even the Trolls movie was like, okay, it wasn't a $200 million but big budget movie like this. So this is going to be the real tester to see if people are willing to pay a premium to watch movies at home sure but did you see that like people aren't going to theaters like all the new movies that are coming out that are being released in theaters are only making like 300 grand and they cost like millions I, I to make all that like the well that's because like, made like well, 300,000 this weekend yeah well yeah but that's kind of not their fault i mean when you only have drive-in theaters and only a handful of uh, theater theater uh you know indoor theaters to go to i mean that's that's kind of you and know the theaters aren't they social distancing yeah, in the so. theater now so you lost like half your seats right oh man I well, went to a bowling alley it was awesome all the lanes were open there was only like really? two other bowlers in the whole building it was it was it was choice choice you know it only cost <laughs> two hundred thousand deaths but whatever I got I got my pick of the lanes boys let me tell you I was rolling nice. deuces <laughs> anyway um, uh, strikes or nothing baby that's what that's how I roll. Um, no, Starting if I'm lucky, up. I get like six or seven strikes, you know, in, in, uh, on a 10 pin bowling type deal. Um, yeah. but what was I going to say? Oh, David, since you brought up movie theaters, did you guys hear that a federal judge rolled back the monopoly law? So now a studio can open their own theater and, and, and exhibit their own films. Uh, yes, I, I did, did see that actually. Yeah, I that's going to be I interesting. Was bring that up for the news, but I decided to go with Dirty Dancing. Yeah, totally saw that. Yeah, Dave tied <laughs> it in. He opened the door. We could walk through it. <laughs> he he to bring it up. I mean, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I mean, let's be real. This, I mean, movie theaters aren't going to be in exi- I won't say they're not going to be in existence, but they're going to be a niche thing in mm. the next ten to fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, it's just. But it'd be interesting if Universal, like, let's say Universal Pictures has the Universal 8 cinemas down the street from me. Are they just playing their old movies all the time? Like, are they are they even going to give other studios a chance? Like, have we figured that out yet? I, I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling they're probably going to work out something where, like, other studios can play here. But, like, 
it's for a fee cost. or you know who who knows how they'll figure that shit out but um yeah. i mean that's that's an old practice like john was saying that goes back to the 30s i mean it wasn't i forget when that went into effect like the mid 40s or whatever where they put a stop to that uh yeah. propaganda era i think they were trying to stop propaganda right from political yeah. parties Something like that. But I mean, when when Disney owns half the corporations, I mean, does that really surprise anybody? Monopolies, it, you know, so funny is like my wife is a teacher and she's tried to explain to kids like the idea of monopolies and they don't get it because we live in a world where Disney owns everything or Warner Brothers and DC owns a big part. You know, like everything is all melded together. Yeah. <laughs> well, since she's around a lot of children, I'm only around a couple since I have some and. I know Nick has a couple as well, but um, I assume that Nick's, Nick's kids have a sense of humor. I know mine do, but the ones that your wife teaches, do they in fact have a sense of humor? Because clearly on social media, kids that are Generation Zero or whatever they're being called, they don't think anything is funny and they can never tell when somebody is telling a joke. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Not being able to understand irony is like uh, 70% of the population according to some surveys. Wow, that's a big yeah. number. That's a really big number. That's, you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm joking. I can't tell if you're joking or not means they have some kind of understanding. But if they, like, they're just taking you at face value when you're saying the opposite of something, what do you do yeah. with that? How do you, how do you teach someone that skill? Yeah. I, I think some of that is just texting culture. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like an old guy in my soapbox, but it's hard to gain the meanings. Dave, out of what's certain, a soapbox? Like, what's that? Oh, what's a soapbox, old man? Yeah, true. <laughs> some people might not know, Dave, so you might have to explain this. Yeah. Oh no, I just mean that like some jokes don't read over, you know, text or you know uh, the the written word as well as delivering it in person or inf- voice inflection. I've. Yeah, you're right. Uh, hey, you know what's funny about this 13 year old bunghole? I saw in our data that we actually had some 13, 14 year old listeners, which is unusual because most of our listeners are uh, 21 to 34. That's our demo. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's odd if we get somebody who's 45 or 65. I'm like, holy shit. They figured out how to open a podcast app on their phone. Right? <laughs> like, and they played Whoa. one of our episodes. But, um, so even though that kid was being a prick, he went and listened to our show. Mm-hmm. Mission so, accomplished. Hey, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Talk shit and then still play our shit. That's also Generation Zero. They yeah. criticize, but they still consume it. That's very interesting. Ooh, do you think we have hate listeners? We absolutely do. We we have troll listeners like a motherfucker. We do. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We have people that are obsessed with us, you know. Some, yeah. yeah. Lately instead of saying binge-worthy, they've been saying cringe-worthy. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, Whatever gets us a franchise deal. Whatever yes. works. All right. Um Double A, did Watch. we steal all your thunder for movie news or you got something juicy for us? That's a long pause. <laughs> Silence. Adam? Hello? Oh, we talked... Like, I heard Nick. No, I said double A. Yeah, double A. I said, did we steal your thunder, or do you got some juicy tidbit of news for us? And there was a long, awkward silence that I think we'll leave in the episode just for dramatic effect. (laughs) In suspense. Yeah, everything's already claimed. All right, in that case, uh, let everybody know we have a new sponsor, Acorn TV. You can try it free for 30 days. It's the best of British drama, mysteries, and comedies. But you can be the judge with our promo code BINGEWATCHERS. Now I'm going to tell you what tonight's movie's about. It's uh, Angst from 1983. 
It's an Austrian slasher film about a serial killer whose nickname is K, which I imagine is short for killer. He's also referred to as the psychopath during the movie. He's played by a pretty well-known Austrian actor who's been around uh, the block a few times, Erwin Letter, who was in the uh, Das Boot, World War II German U-boat drama, played the chief mechanic, might have seen him in that flick, or more recently in the Underworld series as one of the vampire mad scientist dudes. So he's been all across the board. Oh, now I recognize him. Yeah, he's been around. He's been around a little while. So essentially this movie plays out in the head of an attempted serial killer. He's not a great killer. He doesn't really know what he's doing. And his inner dialogue is actually contrary to a lot of the things that are actually playing out on screen, which is very fascinating. They give you a great backstory for his character. Um, but that's it. You you spend a day in the life of a serial killer, kind of similar to that other movie, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and we get into his head and see his activities and go along for this really psychedelic, darkly poetic film. So, um, that's what it's about. Let's go to first impressions. Nikki Lates, what do you got for me? Dark and disturbing and some of the most cool camera movement and angles and shooting i've seen in years i was blown away by the camera like nice. the, how like you felt like you were following this guy incredible that's mine that was so excited that sounded like a favorite bit but we'll i'll mark it down <laughs> as a that's first impression a bit, but that yeah. my first, i was so blown away by the camera movement that blown that away well i'm gonna write that down yeah. blown away <laughs> blown away yeah, blown yeah. away uh dangerous what do you got um, well, Nick, we'll talk more about the camera work later because I actually mm-hmm. watched all the extras on the Blu-ray before we. Oh, you son of a bitch! You have it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <too. laughs> uh, but I mean, this this movie, it, it, either the best. Uh, it's very disturbing. That's my first impression. Um, I, I'd say either do or do not watch this at two a.m. Depending on what effect you want out of it. <laughs> hmm. Very disturbing. Double A. We're back to you, bro. Made me sick to my stomach. Um, beautiful Sick camera work, amazing editing, cutting the, these angles together. Those sound like favorite Not. bits. First impressions are just supposed to tease the audience. <laughs> We're all, all blown Play along. The <laughs> 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 uh, okay, and we'll be right back after these messages. So, there's some great headphones out there at a great price. As a bonus for our listeners, you can go to buyraycon.com forward slash binge watchers and get the offer. And now back to the show. Um, Let's see. We've been trucking along in 2020. We're kind of all affected by the new economy. Uh, Podcasts are still alive. Who knows what they'll look like in the future. Um, There's an easy way to support podcasters that don't actually cost you anything, even if you don't want to try free trials of movies and watch free rentals. You can support the podcast. It can be as simple as subscribing, listening, downloading the new episodes, and sharing our episodes with other movie fans that might want to hear something a little more off-center, but still fantastic. So why don't you go ahead, send an episode of Binge Watchers to your buddy on the internet, or like one of our posts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or go visit our website, bwpodcast.com, for more information. Thanks for listening, folks. And now we're in our audience segment, which is called Questions from Out There. So these are generated by actual listeners, which is pretty cool that they're actually real and not bots. Um, The first question, I guess I'll answer because it's kind of a marketing question. Uh, Do we have a YouTube channel? 
We have a secret YouTube channel mostly because in order to do YouTube ads, Google basically requires you to open a YouTube channel. So we do have one, but it's just basically reserved for clips and previews of our full episodes, our special offers from our supporters, and kind of our video diary series, which is on Facebook, um, the movie of the week stuff that we've been doing, these little short little videos to help promote our show and get uh, more listeners involved in the show. That's why it's there. If you find it great, we're not really advertising it other than very specific listener digital marketing type things that are going on behind the scenes. So that's almost like seeing the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. So we'll move on from that. The next question is going to be fielded by Dave. Let's see how dangerous he is with this answer. Favorite animated feature? Oh, God. This one I struggle with, but I'm going to have to go with the one that I probably watch the most ritualistic probably twice a year. Um, sorry, I'm sorry if this sounds like a standard answer, but i got to go with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I watch that twice a year, Halloween and Christmas, and I've seen it in the theater multiple times. Um, kind of snuck up on me because I didn't like it that much the first time I saw it, but it just... Uh, Rose on you over the year, yeah. over the years. What movie? Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Oh, favorite stop. <laughs> uh, see, I had a feeling that it's such a standard answer, but like it's the one I've watched the most. That just kind of sneaks up on you. A follow-up question: Who's your favorite character? And it can't be Jack the Pumpkin King. Um, that would be oh the the big uh, the big guy that has the axe in his head because he gives my favorite line. Bunny. What? <laughs> The, the, he's the side what? character. He's the guy with the axe in his head. Wait, so you watched... How long is the movie? 90 minutes? Two hours? Uh, 76 minutes. Your favorite second character is a one-liner? Well, a bit player? I, if you can't choose Jack... <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, fine, the mayor. The mayor, does that make you... You don't like better? the ghost Rudolph type thing that flies around with him? Zero? Yeah, I like Zero. All right, you but get points for knowing the favorite. characters' names. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Kudos. All right, Adam, this is like the question of the night, probably. What is the movie that has scared you the most this summer? Well, if it had been uh, any other night than tonight, it would have been in The, the Void because hmm. that movie was so dark. But after watching Angst, I have to say Angst really did terrify me because wow. it takes you into the mind of the guy. And uh, we're, I guess we're going to talk more about that, but... Man, this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, keep them in suspense. We're almost there. Okay. Um, the next question is going to go to Nikki Late. Hopefully he'll yeah. be quick with the answer and not show up later with it, like, next episode or something. Okay. Um, Late. Yeah, exactly. Later. <laughs> like, I'll, see you guys, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go eat a burrito or something. Right? <laughs> we'll yeah, then yeah. come back. Okay. Um, are you guys going to make a movie or just keep talking about making one? Ooh, so cold. Ooh. Uh, yes, we would love to make a movie, but anyone who's ever made a movie knows it's not just like you can't just pick up a camera and start filming. Like There's schedules, there's scripts, there's props, there's all this stuff. So, yes, the goal is to make a movie one day. When it's going to happen, I don't know, but we're all kind of trying to make it happen. And, you know, life and everything, we'll, we'll, we'll try. We're still trying. You answered that one like a politician. Good job. I did. I did. Yes, I'm very. I'm, I'm running for office next month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drop the PayPal donate. Yeah, donate. <laughs> I I feel like our favorite bits are gonna be like probably similar, so it's okay if we we share the same things. I mean, I've already heard it a 
couple times, I think maybe by everybody on the panel. We, I think um, we all kind of agreed about it. The camera work is amazing, but the rigs that I want to talk about are like, uh, <laughs> they did like a shoulder rig and a back rig that reminded me of like how they strapped up Jonah Hill and get me to the Greek. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 1983, they were just developing shoulder cams, right? And steady cam mm-hmm. operations. Like, like Halloween was like one of the first movies that had a rig, right? Yeah. That Tommy Wallace yeah. helped put together. So I want I don't know how they did this. If anybody on the show can tell me, I'd I'd love to hear it. I I actually couldn't find it in my research. If anybody knows, I'd love to I'd love to hear it, but the, the camera re, the camera work is like dazzling. Um and it helps you get into the mind of the character and like that's what they're going for, obviously, cuz this is like a perfect example of an inner dialogue movie, right? So Yeah. And also and Irwin I- does such a good job. That's my last comment. Was he did such a great job that because the, the movie's on his shoulders. I mean, the camera's on his shoulders, but the movie is riding on his singular like performance, really. So, I, I did watch the extras. They didn't show any pictures of their rigs. They only described it. Um, so, I, I could be screwing some of this up in the translation, but the way they explained it is they had like this uh, this rope... Uh, this rope and stick system. Like Literally, they'd have the, the camera on a stick and this rope system that would like help him follow along and i i again they didn't show so i don't exactly know how how they did this but they also said they did a lot with mirrors where they would have like a mirror up at him but the camera would be pointed at the mirror so it would give this awkward angle or this these surreal angles or the the i don't know they, i wish they'd showed pictures of it but they said it was like done, a lot of things were done with mirrors that would follow them on the rig mm-hmm. um, wow I really wish they would have shown pictures how this was done, but I was like, how the hell did you like with camera with, I mean, I kind of get the rope and the stick thing because they said that like, they literally have somebody holding the stick with the camera on it, just walking along right behind them. Like just to get that close and then do three sixties around him and all that shit. Um, yeah. Camera works nuts. We've all agreed to that. <laughs> I wonder how many movies this like, were influenced by the camera work on this. Do you guys kind of think like Requiem for a Dream or like you were talking about get him to the Greek? Like, I think this movie was something that a lot of people saw and might have been influenced. And I didn't. Uh, I cinematographers didn't realize, definitely know about this movie. I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I'm for sure. And I'm, the, I'm just wondering how many people stole from this. Well, I mean, it's definitely it wasn't well known over here in America. Like, I don't think it was. It had well, a it got release. banned in Europe. It was banned in Europe for like a decade or something. Like something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, you know, you couldn't watch it. I, yeah, it's I only been in like maybe. Only, go ahead. Oh, I read that it, uh, when it was released, it was only in X-rated theaters in the U.S. Oh, I see. And I, my understanding was it didn't get a U.S. release at all, or maybe just not uh, on VHS okay. or DVD. Maybe that's what it was. But I know it only got like a proper release here maybe like 15 years ago or so. Um, It's kind of gained a cult following the last few years because it's become more available to see. Mm -hmm. I know Gaspar Noe, if anybody knows who he he is, like it has has a big, Um, he's done, he's a French director, but he's done um, irreversible uh, climax. Um, He's that he's like, he's a, uh, he's an, a French horror. Well, I don't know if he calls movies horror, but he's definitely like a provocateur. Like, he pushes buttons with his movies. <laughs> mm. Sometimes they're very – they're actually some pretty violent movies if you've ever seen Irreversible. Somebody does and something with a, uh, a, a, high, or a fire extinguisher to somebody's face that is pretty extreme. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. 
also what I love too is like I you know like a lot of movies where the, you have like a serial killer usually it's you're following the victim I love that we're following the guy doing it right and I, I, I thought that was, it was just this movie just it was very disturbing and I think it was more disturbing for me than like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer yeah see, see like I, I think calling it disturbing will maybe like turn people off because I, I feel it's fairly <laughs> captivating like uh, um, I mean what he's doing is terrible stuff but because you're embodying him on this journey, mm-hmm. you're kind of riveted. And, like, do you remember the diner scene where, like, he, like, is mm-hmm. ravenous? Like, so, like, I think they think he's, like, a, like a street urchin at first or whatever. Because that lady doesn't charge him. She just gives him food, right? She yeah. just gives him, like, a sausage, some mustard, what, what, a bratwurst and some mustard, I guess, right? And imagine what those other people in the diner are thinking while he has his thoughts about what he thinks that they're thinking about him. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. As he consumes the sausage, so like, um, uh, I was surprised that I liked it because I wasn't expecting really much from it. I'd heard about it for a little while, but never had the interest to watch it, you know, before Summer Slash. So it's like a hidden gem. At least, at least I think so. I would point it out to other people who are like, like, hey, um, granted, I don't like torture porn horror movies, right? Like, I'm not really into the Saw stuff, right? There so. But I would say, like, hey, okay, slasher movies, okay, serial killers, hey, try this angst movie that came out in the 80s, you know? I had never never even uh, heard about it till John brought it up. And even the other day, I'm like, John, which movie am I looking at? Because there was one from, like, 2017. Oh, yeah, don't watch the one about uh, anxiety disorder or whatever, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was, like, that would have been funny if I went into the review watching that one. Yeah, but this was great. I'm so happy you uh, showed us this one. I, I really dug it. The, the thing that's missing from the conversation is uh, the sound design in this movie. Is just oh, absolutely yeah. yeah. It sucks you in. It pulls you in. They emphasize certain things. Uh, there's a uh, oh, low um, level. like It's exaggerated and, sound, right? Like all the midtones are higher than they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's this, this like droney music that comes in. I don't know if like, it's a synthesizer. I, um, I heard it was Tangerine Dream that worked on it. One of the wow, guys from. Oh, one of the guys from. Wow. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, this was actually a good. Uh, I mean, uh, not trying to sneak in an extra advertisement, but I actually did listen to these on the Ray Ban or Ray Ban, excuse me, Raycon headphones. Oh no. Uh, oh man, Dave, we're gonna have to yeah, talk after the like, show, bro. You feel like you're inside his head at points. It's really kind of. What? Kind of actually a good. It's, it's a good movie to actually listen to with headphones. Period. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah, Raycons are pretty good. The entire time. And I agree with John that this was like engrossing. Like I couldn't take my eyes away. I was horrified, but I couldn't stop watching. And I didn't want to stop it for anything. I didn't want to like pause it and interrupt the flow of this film because it's so powerful. I mean, it's negatively powerful, but it's definitely powerful. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. I mean, I know we, we, like John mentioned, we keep saying disturbing. I mean, because that's kind of an easy go-to. But I mean, it is, it does draw you in. I mean, again, you know, um, that's, not to bring back to the camera work, but that's part of why it works so well is because it kind of brings you in. I mean, it sucks you in. I mean, it's nothing about this movie is flat. Um, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I didn't pay that close attention, but like, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find a, a static shot in it. I mean, I'm sure there is, but all right, so let's measure it. Let's go to binge. Now binge later, binge, never Dave, since you were just talking, I'm just going to point at you first. All right. Um, so 
I, I guess I may be the only one, but to mention a movie we mentioned earlier, I'm going to say Binge Now, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I'm going to stick up for it. That's actually my favorite serial killer movie. Um, I'm going to put this at Binge later. Um, I'm hard-pressed to put it at one, but Henry edges it out for me. Um, but you won't do wrong watching Angst. And... Binge Never, I'm going to say that fucking Ted Bundy movie that came out last year, Extremely Vile, or Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, and because it was none of those fucking things, and it was a boring fucking serial killer movie. Don't waste your time. Who was the star of that one again? Uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, okay. I His performance that. was fine. It was just in it a shitty bad. movie. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Adam, you're up. Okay. Binge Now. Definitely this film. Um, binge later, Henry. Flip <laughs> it. <laughs> binge never. Uh, that would have to be the uh, the second season of Altered Carbon because I feel like that whole season jumps the shark. I feel like the characters aren't the same. Uh, that same chemistry. That, that I feel like they switched out writers and they had a lower budget or something. It just feels that way. Okay. Seems like you're obsessed with that show, but all right. Moving on to uh, Nikki Late's Binge Now, Binge Later, Binge Never. All right. I'm going to say this I, I really did like, but I'm not going to give it a binge now. I like Psycho Killer movies. I would give this a binge later. Hmm. But the binge now, I'm going to say is Psycho 2, which I think is a one of the best sequels, like a really good sequel and a great Psycho Killer movie, so to speak. And the binge never, I would say, would be Psycho 3. <laughs> it's so funny because I watched that documentary John was talking about, and I wanted to go back and watch the Psycho movies. And so now I know. Oh, dude, three. dude, go to two. It's so good. It's actually a uh, really great movie. I'll have to do that. I like it better than the first one. So, well, wow, that's that's um, yeah, that's I, know, I, know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I, I tend to like. I just telling you, I, I thought it was a for me. I, I've always enjoyed part two. Okay, I want to jump in here. My binge yeah, yeah, now is definitely angst. My binge later is Maniac or Adaptation. Maniac because it's another psycho killer movie, but it also has some inner dialogue stuff happening. It's questionable because the the killer might be fantasizing that he's actually talking to his victims. We don't know exactly. It looks that way, but it could be considered inner dialogue as well. That's Joe Spinelli. He's a great horror movie actor. People should look up his stuff. Um, I think I'm saying his name right. We'll find out later th- if I'm not. I think it is. I think it is. Um, yeah. And Adaptation is this super engrossing movie where you get sucked into the head of uh, – it's Charles Kaufman writing his characters into this thing. And and uh, it's a Nick Cage movie, but you get like real deep in. Um, I'm not going to – I could spend an hour talking about that movie, so I'm just going to keep trucking along. Uh, binge Never – and here's, here's, the, uh, here's, here's the dramatic part of the show, folks. Oh, no. This is on AFI's yeah. 100 Greatest Movies – um, I believe there's a Western from the writer that I like, but I am not captivated or engrossed by Travis Pickle in Taxi Driver. That's a binge oh, never for fuck me. fuck you. I'm I've sorry. seen it twice. Just, I've seen it. Listen, my... I've seen it twice. Oh, I watched no. it the first time. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I watched it the first time. Oh, whatever. No. Right. Whatever. I watched it again to, to try to be to try to to clear my head of all the other movies. It's possibly influenced that I've seen. Right? Came and gone since it was made. Watched it again. Don't connect to it. Uh, and I just got to leave it there. And and that's it. 
Sounds like Dave, Dave was pretty pissed. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude. Like, I'm you looking got, at my got... poster of it right now. I have a Travis Bickle. Bickle, by the way, not pickle. <laughs> I'm just. I don't give a fuck. He has a pickle. Uh, <laughs> I have. I have a Travis Bickle Funko Pop. Like, he, he, it is actually my favorite Scorsese movie, but hands down. Oh, but, wow. But John, I guess, just played his card. You know. Wow. Travis Bickle. Travis Pickle or Bickle Rick. You choose. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now now i just want to see a bickle or a trap pickle pickle i don't know <laughs> i can't even think right now um so announcements or reminders dave actually said that he enjoys using the raycons you guys can go use the raycons we told you how you could do it buy raycon.com forward slash binge watchers check out the offer they have waiting for our listeners we all have them they're great they're affordable they're awesome other than that listen to us on spotify if that's not your preferred podcast player, I mean, they're blowing up right now. It's one of the best platforms. It sound, it's got a great catalog, and it sounds great. But you can always go back to that old school one, iTunes, which I think they're now calling Apple Music because they're trying to stay fresh and relevant. Um, also, Google Play is now Amazon Music Podcasts. You can go there, try them out. I'm sure Android has like a million other third-party podcast players you can take a look at as well. Um, get social with us. As we mentioned, we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a secret YouTube. If you find it, maybe you'll win a prize. Um, next week, we're doing Lord of Illusions, which is another yes. supernatural slasher entry. It's where magic meets murder. And let's Dracula. go to... What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And our, <laughs> and our quantum leaping friend, Scott. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That would be great if they combine Lord of Illusions with Quantum Leap. Oh, hey. please do. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, predictions. Um, this is kind of a new seggy, and it's just be just like, um, how do we think the episode's going to go based on the movie that we've selected? So, I've seen the movie. I, I, maybe I have a bias. I like the movie a lot. I've watched it, I don't know, a handful of times. Uh, the only criticism I have for it is that the special effects are very dated. Um, mm. Except for the monster work. The monster makeup, the d- demonic stuff, that looks good, but the CGI is is rotten, obviously, because it was, you know, what is it, 90s or something? It was like 95. 95 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the effects are a little dated because they had like an MS-DOS 2 computer or whatever they had. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick, what are your predictions? Uh, I I enjoy this movie a lot. I'm excited to watch it again. It's been like three years. Nice. I think it's going to be a good episode. Nice. David. I haven't seen this since like the 90s. I'm sorry. I'm still oh, no, go ahead, day. Adam. Since you were talking, oh, no, just go right, go right oh, in. Sorry, Dave. I got to go first. Okay. <laughs> so I've seen this movie since like the mid-90s on VHS. And I remember thinking that it wasn't that good at the time. But... Who knows what my opinion is going to be next week because, you know, new eyes. Well, true. same eyes, different experiences. All right. Well, oh, I guess I'm the only one who has not seen this, so I'm going to predict I'm going to like it. But That's I'm really also surprising, to... David. Like I I've, been, too, I've yeah. been surprised this year like four times about movies you haven't seen yet. Well... <laughs> This is the dude. Uh, since we're all quarantined, this is a year of like catching up on all the shit I haven't seen or been wanting to watch. Oh, <laughs> right. So <laughs> I'm going to predict I'm going to like this movie, but I'm also going to predict that it's probably going to be my least favorite Clive Barker movie that he's directed. Hmm. But, oh. hmm. 
I don't know. You know what? Because he's only done three. Since I since I drew first blood with Taxi Driver, Dave is not gonna like Lord of Illusions on purpose. He's only done Hellraiser, Nightbreed, and Lord of Illusions. That's it. Wow, I didn't know that's all wow. Dude, he's too good. They don't let him make a lot of shit. He's just that yeah. good. Um Each one of his movies are really pretty solid though. That's it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Nightbreed was a fucking bomb. I mean, it gained its cult over the years, but it fucking was a, that kind of ruined his career for a bit, really. Yeah. Um, let's, see. He, and, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's uh, see. What else are we watching? Mm. Um, Late, you want to jump in first? I'm still watching Money Heist on Netflix. I'm on season two, and oh man, this show's like crack, guys. Oh, dude, you're really binge watching it one after the I other. I am literally binge watching it. <laughs> I really like this show. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it it's set in Spain. There's a money heist going on. There, yeah, like I said last week. I mean, it's it's really a pretty solid show. I recommend it. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the dark side. Dangerous. What are you watching this week? <laughs> uh, I'm watching a ton of shit, but just for the sake of brevity, um, I will say one of the better movies I saw this week. Catching up on classics, one of John's favorite directors. You know what? So since John shat on one of my favorite guys, now I'm going to spout out somebody I know he hates. Uh, I watched a Robert Altman movie this week. Uh, McCabe and Mr. Miller. Fucking Altman. Mrs. Miller. <laughs> Fucking Altman. Yeah. Uh, Dave, did you hear me? Let me, like, um, I know we said Raycon was great, so just turn them up a little bit. Fucking Altman. Actually, uh, they, they probably sound great on Raycons because of all the overlapping dialogue from on Robert Altman. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a documentary title yeah, you know what altman does he sets up a he stages a uh you know what what do they call it um wow he said he sets up like a I, I, see i haven't okay he does a camera setup and then he expects something to happen without directing he just he sets things up he well, should just paint the he should literally just paint he should just do watercolor painting <laughs> Like, that's it. <laughs> like, wow, he man, did he like slap your mom or something? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he tried to abort me. Uh, final edit. <laughs> See, you are dark. You said he slapped my mom, and then I had to get a little bit darker than your darkness. And that's funny because darkness isn't the title. Of what else am I am I watching? But let's swing it back first to Adam. Are you watching anything else besides Altered Carbon? Yeah. All right, <laughs> I've just kind of like altered carbon light. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know, backing people up or whatever. Mm. And I finished up the first season, and I thought it was pretty good. And it unfortunately, it ends on a cliffhanger. But I can't wait for season two. I think it's a fun show. I didn't hear the title. What was the title you said? Upload. Oh, upload. Okay, upload again. I've heard like good things about that. Yeah, um, it's a fun show. As I said, darkness. What? 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 You can binge on your Apple Watch. The show's whole premise is about a digital afterlife. Uh, They have to take you when you're, and then they take the sum total of you and put it in a digital world, and you can never like the the idea is that you can never you're dead and that you live in this other place, but you can still call your loved ones and people that are still alive. You just can't work. Oh no! We found Adam's Hobbit situation, David. If somebody oh, no. brings up upload, he's got to tell you all the uploads. 
<laughs> well, now that you just brought up Hobbit, let me go. <laughs> oh, shit. Stop. Okay. It didn't have to be three movies. They invented characters that aren't in the book. Could have been one movie, 90 minutes. Get there. Get done. Make him the king. Win the war. Over. Okay. Boom. All right. Moving on. Thanks for cracking that open. I watched this movie called We Summon the Darkness by the guy that did My Friend Dahmer, which is another psycho killer but a real life one. And then Alexandra Daddario is one of the main girls in it. And then it also has Johnny Knoxville in a uh, 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 small but specific role. And then the only other guy I recognize is this younger actor named Logan Miller. He's like a face you would recognize if you see him. Be like, oh yeah, that's that guy in that one thing. There's a new actor in there who I want to look up because he's like really intriguing. Austin Swift does a really cool job as like semi-comic relief, but also very interesting in this movie. Do you guys know about this movie where there's like uh, um, a Christian church that covers up their murders as a satanic cult? No. Yeah. No. And this it was made last year. It's actually really good. I don't think they did any marketing. It's like one of those movies like is it this or that? How do we how do we sell this movie? And like I think I think it was like a critical failure, right? Cuz the box office is really low, but um I was really happy with this movie. I actually watched it tonight like a couple hours before we started the show cuz they just dropped it on Netflix and it popped up on my phone like, "Hey, remember you wanted to watch this movie." And uh, and then what I did. did. And it was pretty good. We summoned the darkness. I, okay. I'm going to have to put that in my queue because I've heard nothing about that and I'm kind of sold. Well, we have an opening between the end of Summer Slash and the beginning of our Weird September, which are going to be like cyborg movies this year. Uh, yes. So <laughs> I was thinking about a double feature. I was thinking about We Summon the Darkness and Satanic Panic or We Summon the Darkness and a Criterion Collection movie that came out in like 79 called Black Moon. What are your guys' thoughts on these? I, uh, you know what? I'm kind of for the idea of mixing the art <laughs> with, with some of the dark. I've, I've heard good things about Black Moon, but I've never seen it. Okay. It's a Louis Maul movie, I think. All right. So let's try to do a double feature then. So in two weeks, or whatever, I think approximately two weeks, we'll have a double feature where um, we're going to review We Summon the Darkness on Netflix, and then we're going to look up a copy of Black Moon which is in the Criterion Collection. Um, I don't want to brag, but I'm allowed to screen their movies anywhere. I'm just not allowed to stream them. So, you know, mm. Nick is talking about he wants me to cook him breakfast. We could just go camp out at Nick's house by the I'm pool. Down, we'll have freaking <laughs> sausage, bacon, and eggs, and we'll watch these two movies. Um, <laughs> as long as you're making the food, I'll eat yeah. it, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, if the audience wants to buy me a plane ticket, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I got the pool ready for you, man. Let's do oh, it. Oh, <laughs> man. Great show, guys. Yeah. No, it was I had a lot of fun. Good. Hopefully the audience does, too. Binge along yeah. with us. Watch the movies we're watching, and then you can tell us what you think about them. Or I'm gonna listen go masturbate to pictures of Dave riding a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, why not? I can't wait to see that. <laughs> You're the one who photoshopped him, Nick. Oh, oh, yeah, I did. I forgot about that. <laughs> You're like a Lisa Frank uh, poster. Woo. That's just Excellent. too dangerous. 